Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast. My name is Andy Taylor. I am the regional ministry partner of the East Central Region for Oklahoma Baptist, and sitting directly across the table from me is Dr. Todd Fisher, the executive director, treasurer for Oklahoma Baptist. Good morning, Todd. Good morning to you. How are things? Uh, A little bleary-eyed, but, you know, (laughs) doing okay. We're all good. Seems like there's been several of those days lately. Yes. So we have uh, recently returned from Anaheim, from the Southern Baptist Convention, and I thought it would be a good idea for us to... uh, Talk about how how we're moving forward Mm -hmm. uh, out of Anaheim and just get some of your thoughts. I know there'll be lots of pastors in Oklahoma, particularly, that uh, are interested in uh, your thoughts about what went on. I want to start with just asking you, I'm going to throw out like two or three things that I think were really positive that came out of the convention and just get you to make some general comments about it. First of all, we found out that CP giving over the last year mm-hmm. was up. It was, yes. it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also heard that Annie Armstrong was the largest in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we we saw 52 missionaries commissioned mm-hmm. for service by the International Mission Board. So for all of the talk going into the convention, there were some really good things that happened. Yeah, there were a lot of good things. Um uh, to me, the like the highlight of any annual meeting is always the the sending the commissioning service for mm-hmm. the IMB for the missionaries. I just think that's powerful, and and every time you see those, what was it, maybe a third or, or yeah. so of you know of the missionaries, you can't show their face they're or use silhouetted their name. behind a screen. I mean, I, that's just wow. That's powerful, yeah. you know, because these are people going really into the hardest places yeah. to share the gospel. Um, that's good. You know, I think Oklahoma Baptists would be interested to know that in in the SBC, I think Oklahoma is like number four or number five in the ranking of states that has the most IMB field personnel, you know, out. So there, there's about 180 IMB field personnel right now that claim Oklahoma as their home state. That's incredible. And that puts us as like number four or five in the states for the number of IMB field personnel that's out out there. So I I think that's great. And uh, I I think, you know, Falls Creek probably contributes to that. Absolutely. And uh, OBU. Yeah. And that's something we should be proud of. But also at the same time, you know, remember, we are a sending state. And we always need to remember that that's got to be a key priority for us is is recognizing those in our state that are called to ministry and missions and doing everything we can to help them in uh, growing in that calling that God's given to them. Yeah, so probably, think, probably important to remember that, uh, you know, that there's been a long tradition in our churches in Oklahoma Baptist of making that an emphasis that's of right. sending mm-hmm. people that's right. from our churches to the mission board, calling people yeah. out. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, and the NAM report was uh, really uh, good. I, and, and and what Kevin Ezell said at that NAM lunch, uh, the number of churches that are being planted and are 
are sustaining, you know, is really amazing. The the statistic that that NAM gives it just keeps kind of blowing me away is that stat that says by 2030, like a third of all existing SBC churches by 2030 will have been started by the year 2010 or newer. Wow. And I mean, that's just an amazing thought. You just kind of get your mind around that. So church planning is obviously something that's important. So is church replanting and revitalization. Those are very, very important things as well. But, uh, you know, the, the population is growing, you know, even here in Oklahoma, it's, mm-hmm. it's growing. And so the need for planting churches, uh, I think, is there. And uh, that, that was very encouraging, though, to see all those dots on the map. You know, you put that graphic up and you look at all the churches that have been planted. It was, uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Was we've, really and we've seen a number of great church plants here in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think another great thing about the annual meeting is always um, when we get our time together as Oklahoma Baptists, you know, usually we do that. We have an event that's sponsored by OBU and us and Water's Edge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow, we had a great crowd there. I mean, Amazing. it was maybe 200 people there and yeah. all Oklahomans that were there in Anaheim for the annual meeting. And it just reminds me, and, and I kind of shared this with the group that night, that our state really does have a very unique unity uh, amongst us. Uh, when you look at other state conventions, um, you know, I don't think they enjoy the unity that we do. And it's really a special thing that we have going here in Oklahoma. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Falls Creek helps engender that unity. I think having only one Baptist University mm-hmm. helps do the same. But it, it really is a special thing that we have going here as Oklahoma Baptists. And uh, we, we definitely, I think here in Oklahoma, we understand the whole better. We can do better together. We can do more together. Uh, I think that's just a real special thing in our state. And you always kind of get to see that when we have that meeting of Oklahomans there and, and, and the annual meeting each year. So it's, it's a neat thing to see. Yeah, I think that was definitely uh, – you could see that graphically pictured uh, on what, – what was the name of the restaurant? The Rooftop? Yeah, something. It was on yeah. a rooftop somewhere. Yeah. got a little chilly actually, mm-hmm. but it was uh, a I lot we, of fun. I wish and, we could have brought the Anaheim weather back yeah, here. No doubt. 110 or whatever. Yeah. So. But that, yeah, a great, great uh, opportunity for us as Oklahoma Baptist to, Baptist to be together. Um, so a lot of great positive things that came out of that. Mm-hmm. There's still some issues yeah, uh, and some things that that uh, will, as Southern Baptists, we will deal with moving mm-hmm. forward. I mm-hmm. think I think uh, we are very intentional, and and I would even use the word aggressive mm-hmm. that in some of these issues that we're going to move forward. So I just want to get your viewpoint on some of these things. The Sexual Assault Task Force mm-hmm. that was established uh, by the vote of the messengers last year in Nashville, or established by. Uh, Ed Litton, who had been tasked to do that, came back with a report. The report overwhelmingly uh, accepted right, in right, Anaheim. Right. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's good. I, I think we obviously have to do the very, very best we can do to prevent abuse and, and report abuse and to care for victims, survivors of abuse. We have got to do better. We have got to be intentional about that. We have to make that a priority. 
And I was grateful to see the messenger send a very strong message in that vote that this is an issue we care about and this is an issue that we don't want to sweep under the carpet. And we want to get it out in the open and we want to deal with it and we want to, we want to put good policies in place, uh, not just for a convention, but we want to have a culture of that amongst our churches that we are going to take this very seriously and we're going to do everything we can to prevent abuse and deal with abuse and to care for those who've been impacted, affected by abuse. Mm -hmm. So I think Messenger sent a very clear message in the annual meeting that this is a significant thing. It is important to us and we're we're not going to look the other way. We're we're going to deal with it head on and, and do what we need to do. So I think that was a good thing. I was encouraged by that. Yeah, I thought – the new SBC president, Bart Barber, sent a very um, resounding message afterwards in his press conference that mm-hmm. he basically said, you know, the hunters are now the hunted. Right. We're right. not going to tolerate this. Yep. That's right. Not for a minute. Yeah, and we can't. No. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, very good. I, I, I was very encouraged by it, too. I yeah. think a lot, almost everybody that I talked to from Oklahoma, very, very encouraged by, yeah. by that. Yeah. Uh, probably the, the big elephant that was in the room— uh, while we were there, I think would be the issue of what some have called kind of soft complementarianism mm-hmm. among the convention, yeah. obviously directly related to Saddleback, Rick yeah. Warren. Yeah. Uh, that how, how do we move forward? Well, you know, that I, th- I think that kind of surprised uh, it surprised me. You know, I, I don't we I did not have any idea that we'd be walking away from Anaheim. And one of the biggest things we were talking about yeah. wasn't the task force stuff. It was the Saddleback stuff. So, uh, you know, looking back, I think uh, maybe that that could have been handled, could have been presented, could have been dealt with a little differently where we could have avoided some of that. But uh, first of all, you know, I, I, I see the things that are out there about, you know, um, hey, our, our – our, are we as Southern Baptists drifting away from our confession from the Baptist faith and messages from Scripture about what it is teaching about the office of pastor? Um, I still argue the vast, vast, vast preponderance of Southern Baptists, and I know that's certainly true in our state in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. are not confused about this. Um, they look at the Scripture. They say the Scripture very clearly teaches that you know, only qualified men can hold the office of elder. Or and you know part of our issue is we've we've used that term pastor with it. I think there are some things that kind of lend to the confusion on that, and it might be helpful for pastors that are listening to to just kind of be um, you know to just kind of be well versed, understand kind of what is a little bit of what does the scripture teach about it? What is a little bit of the Southern Baptist history behind the nomenclature, the terminology we use for the teaching office in the church? So in the scripture, the, the normative term for the teaching office or who we would call you know, a senior pastor or elder or whatever is the term elder mm-hmm. or bishop overseer. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, the 1925 BFNM doesn't use, uses that term. It doesn't use the term pastor. It right. uses that term elder. And what's happened in, in Southern Baptist life in the 20th century after the 25 BFNM you know, we started using the term pastor interchangeably with the term elder because in our polity, typically as Southern Baptists, 
we didn't use the term elder. We, you know, we had pastor and we had deacons. And so in the 63 and the 2000 BFNMs and the iterations of those, it uses the term pastor, not elder. And I, I think biblically, I think we, it is fair, it is biblical to say we can use interchangeably the term pastor and elder. Uh, I, I, as I mentioned, I think the normative term for that office is elder in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. But you've got that one list in Ephesians 4, right? which the context of that is actually a list of gifts. It's not, it's not a list of the offices. It's a list of gifts. But, but Paul kind of takes a verb and makes it a noun mm-hmm. with the, the Greek verb for to shepherd, po- poimeno. Mm-hmm. And, and he – so instead of pastoring or shepherding, he uses – pastors and he does the same thing with teacher. Yeah. So instead of teaching, he uses teachers, but the list is not about an office. The list is about uh gifts. gifts. Yeah. So to pastor in the New Testament really isn't an office. Pastor shepherding is a function. It's a gift. And it is a function, it is a gift of an elder. So um when we started using the term pastor like that, it started to muddy the water. And where that really got problematic for us is 20-ish years ago. And I think think probably right around the time after 2000 BFNM. And by the way, the 2000 BFNM really clarifies from the 63 that only men can be elders. Yeah. Clear statement. Qualified men can be elders. Right. But what happened was right around that time, we had this kind of season in SBC life where a lot of our churches with multi-staff people, we started using the term pastor for anyone and everyone on church staff. You had senior pastor, you had executive pastor, you had the social pastor, you had the education pastor, you had the youth pastor, you had the children's pastor, you had the video pastor, <laughs> yeah, you, you, had had the, pastor. You, had the, you had the custodian pastor. Yeah. I mean, you, everybody was a pastor. Exactly. And what happened was we started using the term pastor for people that weren't qualified to be an elder. And that's kind of, I think we're paying the price for that now. And uh, so what my advice, my encouragement to churches today is only use the term pastor for someone who would be a qualified elder. And Mm -hmm. and that, according to scripture, is only going to be a qualified male. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I I, I think we have kind of brought a little bit of confusion on that in the way we've used the terms. I still argue, I don't think, I don't think we in SBC Life are confused about, you know, what is the scripture teaching here about who is qualified to be an elder, who is qualified to have that teaching office. Right. And um, so I, I think that's a little bit of what's going on. I think it's just good to re- go back and say, what does the scripture teach? Always first and foremost, that's our foundation. What does the Bible say about this? And to kind of look at a little bit of Baptist history on this thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the thing that kind of uh, – I always kind of go, ah, when we, when we talk about this is, you know, it seems like we spend more time talking about what women cannot do in the church rather than what women do in the church mm-hmm. and, and biblically, you know, are called to do. And let's face it, women absolutely play a critical role in the ministry of every church. Absolutely. And when the, when, the, when, the, when the Bible calls us to be evangelists and the Bible calls us to be disciplers, it's calling men and women to do that. So women are absolutely gifted for ministry. And I, I, I just fear sometimes when we have to have this conversation, which we had to – we're having it now because of what happened in Anaheim, 
you know, it kind of eclipses the importance of the role of women in ministry in the church, mm-hmm. you know. And so we've got to be faithful to what the Scripture teaches. That's our foundation. And then that's first and foremost. But then we, we've, we've, we've just – we've got to let the Bible say what the Bible says. Right. And the Bible says, hey, this office is, is for, you know, males only, but women are doing all these things. Let's celebrate all of that and emphasize that as well. So it's a it's a sticky issue, I know, and you can make a lot of people mad talking about it, but <laughs> you know, uh, and and so where I would disagree with Saddleback is, you know, I I think, you know, Rick Warren in his kind of speech to the SB to the annual meeting, he kind of hinted at what he was doing with the women at Saddleback was he was ordaining. You know their their giftedness. I I would argue that's an extra biblical practice. I don't, yeah. I don't think we I don't think we ordain the gift. We ordain the office. And what's happened then, I think, as a summary of what we've said is we've kind of conflated pastor and elder. We've conflated gift and office. Right. And those things in the New Testament are made distinct, and we need to make those distinct. And when we do. I think we can accomplish everything we just said. We, we're faithful to the scripture. We celebrate and recognize the importance and the role of women in ministry, and we all move forward with that. It, it's amazing when we actually just read the Bible and look at the Bible and trust the Bible for what it's saying. It it helps us. <laughs> it actually directs us uh, in towards the uh, towards the end goal. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think the um, the ordination issue is is probably the biggest um, point of friction. Yeah. That's there, and it, you know you don't see any other gifts being right. ordained, right? At, but that's what seems to be conflated here. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that if if we can clarify uh, terminology, and and to say that, I just want to say this too, to say that we need to clarify terminology is in no way to say that we don't know what That's a pastor right. is. That's right. We do know That's what right. a pastor is. And, and you know, I, th- I think Moeller and Greenway, who both spoke to this from the floor, I think both of them made good contributions to this discussion, you yeah. know, because Mo- that's what Moeller was saying. Moeller was saying, we don't, we don't need a study group. We know what a pastor is. Mm-hmm. Um, what Greenway, I think, was saying in his amendment was kind of getting us down this path of, hey, let's make sure we clearly understand the distinction between function and office and yes. how we're using the terms. Uh, we just we just need to be clear and careful about that. So, yeah, very good. Yeah. Well, um, more to follow, uh, probably a lot more to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think New Orleans could – I mean, this is definitely going to be a, a big issue in New Orleans – uh, how the credentials committee fits in with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I, I think, though, again, I, I don't. I think the vast preponderance of Baptists are not confused on this issue about no. what the Bible teaches and believe what the Bible teaches on this. Yeah. And and we'll end up doing, you know, the right thing, what the biblical thing here. Um, but it, you know, sometimes that's how we Baptists do it. You know, we, it takes us kind of the roundabout way to get there, but we get there. So. And that happens in our churches. I mean, we all see that. All the time. So, yeah. So anything else that uh, you want to talk about as we move forward from Anaheim and, and put our eyes forward? Yeah, you know, uh, I, this, this, has been, this has been kind of – this has been a tough season for Southern Baptists. And we, we've had a lot of things that have been kind of controversial 
And, and it's not that these issues are not unimportant and we need to deal with them. The abuse thing, we absolutely have got to deal with that and everything. I, I, am, I am prayerful for the future of, Oklahoma, of, of Southern Baptists and, and for us as Oklahoma Baptists that you know, we're never going to lose sight and focus of what we really are here to do, and that's to reach the nations with the gospel, and that's to make disciples. And uh, I, I'm just very prayerful that that's, that's going to be our passion, that's going to be our, our uh, overarching focus, you know, is, is for us to reach people with the gospel of Jesus and always make that our focus. We, we've just, we can't get distracted from that. Doesn't, doesn't mean we don't deal with issues and doesn't mean they're not unimportant, but we cannot be distracted from what has to be our, our passion, our main drive, and that's, that's to reach people with the gospel. You know, the, I think the, one of the most encouraging things that I see coming out of Anaheim as, as we wrap up here is uh, that our pastors have plenty to be encouraged about. Absolutely. Yes, there are yeah. struggles. Yes, there are issues that we need to work through. But our pastors are doing the work of the ministry on the front line. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so thankful for brothers who are out there, um, you know, gr- sometimes grinding away. Yep, that's right. And and doing right. the great work of the it's of the gospel ministry. It's never yeah. easy. That's right. But man. So thankful for That's right. our friends who are out there in the in the churches. That's right. All right. Yeah. Well, Todd, thank you very much. I appreciate it uh, talking to us about the Anaheim Convention, and uh, can't wait to talk to you again on feeding and leading. Yep, it's great, man. Appreciate it. This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.